0: Hello and you're very welcome to Mind You, where I dive into how different people use different ways to self-care. I'm Brian Barnes from Brian Barnes Wellbeing, where I partner with people to create unique well-being solutions. Today I'm delighted to be talking to Rob Donnelly. Rob has a huge passion for serving and minding others through his work as a therapist, as a coach and as a mental health trainer. So Rob, thanks so much for talking with me today.
1: No, nice, nice to to be here. Thanks, thanks very much for asking me, Brian. Yeah, really, uh, it's great to be here. Thanks, Rob. And Rob, can you
0: start off by telling me just a bit about yourself and how you got to here?
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's a great question. Thanks for that. Um, I I came uh, from very much a technical background, so. You know, I was born up in the northeast of England, started life as an electrician. Then I spent some time in the RAF as an aircraft engineer. And I spent about 37 years working in, in IT um, at various levels, right the way up to worldwide support. And I found that um, I had a very good technical brain for, for, for solving really, you know, lots of different technical problems. Um, and about 40, 40 years old, I had a bit of a midlife crisis and trained as a fitness instructor. And... Um, which I really enjoyed and absolutely loved teaching fitness classes across Berkshire and lots of different, um, fitness disciplines that, you know, I used to build myself as the worst Pilates teacher in Berkshire, um, <laughs> but, but people came and, and we enjoyed it. Um, on the back of that, somebody mentioned NLP. Uh, so this is back in, and I'd never heard of NLP and I certainly didn't, didn't know anything about it. Um, and this fitness instructor introduced me to, um, to the company I trained with, which is called the Quest Institute in London, run by Trevor Sylvester. Um, I went along, didn't really intend to be a, a therapist, just went on for self-development, really. It was a year's course. Um And at that time, you know, you could either, the trained you to either become a therapist or it's just self-help. And when the course finished, I thought, well, you know, shall, shall I really have a go becoming a therapist? Because the training is quite good. And I thought, well, I never really intended to be a fitness instructor. Look how much that changed my life, getting out and uh, helping people, you know, change the shape and improve their physical health. So I thought, well, let's let's see where it goes. So I set up part-time uh, as a cognitive hypnotherapist and NLP practitioner. Um, and that's where I started, really. And then about four or, four or five years ago, I got the opportunity to uh, to take it up full-time. So I work full-time as a, as a as a therapist, using lots of dis- different disciplines in, in the Thatcherman area, obviously where the way the world is at the moment, right across the world really, because I can work online as well. So so that's me then, Brian.
0: Oh, that's fascinating, man. And what what an amazing toolkit, Rob, that you've built up. Um, so thanks for sharing that with me. And let's say diving deeper into how you mind others, kind of let's say day to day you know, someone coming to you and you using that kind of, you know, amazing toolkit that you have, what does that look like?
1: Yeah. I mean, I obviously like a lot of therapists, you have been doing it a while. I do tend to specialise, but I deal a lot with anxiety and as you and I both know, anxiety can show itself in many different ways. Um, and I get lots of professionals who might come along with, uh, you know, anxiety towards the job. They might have an imposter syndrome or, um and then, Lots of other particular issues. Uh, maybe it could be a relationship issue. I do work with relationship issues, um, and people tend to c- come and see me, um, and you know we work through it together. the The big skill I think in being a therapist, and I, you know this is this is why I, I do think my technical background has helped me. Is and I often say to my clients, you know, imagine I've got a pool of uh, really good toolkit available to us both here and the skill of a good therapist really is is um is knowing what tool to use and and more importantly listening listening to the client and knowing when to knock and, and where to knock and, and that's that's i think <clears throat> that's something you've got to develop after you've uh, and after you finish your training and you get out in the real world and and, and sort of uh, learn to fly if that makes sense brian ab- so, ab-
0: absolutely yeah
1: so uh, people tend to come to see me for lots of different issues um From driving anxiety, a great guy came to see me this week, and he'd uh, we've been working together for I think this was our third session. And um, you know, the first time he came to see me, it took him two and a half hours to drive here. It was a forty-minute journey because he just couldn't go on any of the major roads, couldn't go on any anything at all. And he had this massive panic when uh, any any other vehicles behind him. And uh, good news was, he came to see me this week, and you know, it took him forty minutes, so he had no fears of that journey at all. So that's the sort of, that's the sort of journey that, you know, cognitive hypotherapy and NLP can take people on, if that wow. makes sense.
0: Absolutely, and let's say that that journey that you took with, with that client about driving, like, you know, like, where, where, where did you start off with that?
1: Yeah, well, well it's in, yeah, it's in, Everything starts with the conversation and uh, everybody does their problem their way. So, my job as a therapist is obviously to ask the right questions and to get to understand the way that they do their problem and that might sound a bit woolly to to people who are not in that sort of therapeutic world, but everybody does do their problem their way so I need to understand um you know what his fears are around driving what 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 uh, what caused him he's to find i found out his um his main fear was if anything drew up behind him. Uh, then he he immediately had to turn off that road. It didn't matter what sort of road it was on. He just had to get off that road. And, um, yeah, and we did some work around that. I can't remember what the feeling was now, but obviously, basically, thoughts create feelings and feelings create behaviour. And whatever feeling he was getting that that was causing him to turn off that road... Uh, we did a bit of havening, to be honest. Have you ever come across havening at all, uh, Brian? I
0: have, actually. Yeah, I, I actually, I've, I've yeah, I have.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 if, yeah, havening is really a, a really, really, uh, one of the best kept, kept secrets, I think, in the therapeutic world, really. But we did a bit of havening around that particular feeling. And I think that actually made him, certainly so made a massive shift. And then just followed up with, um, cognitive hypotherapy users, uh, hypnotherapy, just like other hypnotherapists do, but Trevor Sylvester um, developed this thing called word weaving, and word weaving is very much indirect suggestion, so it's quite clever in that it doesn't talk directly to the unconscious mind, it indirectly suggests, makes suggestions that subtly might coax the uh, unconscious mind into a direction that you're know, that you trying to get it to, uh, to go and instigate change. So we'll have done a bit of word weaving on the, on the back end of that session, which um, using the client's words, using the client's uh, meaning really just helping him to think and feel differently, um, which obviously it did because he's, he's, he's certainly made great head roads in terms of uh, his driving and being feeling more comfortable behind the wheel.
0: Absolutely, that sounds like uh, an amazing result, Rob. And let's say in relation to someone coming to you, like, like, like with anxiety, um, you know, like a in, in, in general anxiety, and with your background as a mental health trainer, what would your approach to that be?
1: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> A lot of what I talk about is is bread and butter, What I call bread and butter stuff. In that, we both know that anxiety is the inbuilt protection system for the body, and it's there for a reason. And the fight and flight syndrome. Um, you know, and and it's perfectly okay to feel anxious in certain situations. It's when it causes it, when it gets too strong and too intense, and it can it can turn into panic attacks, or uh, you know, or even uh, flight and that sort of thing. I would, I tend to educate people around the fact that um, we create our own reality. So, you know, the reality that you're creating yourself, we look out to our own eyes. We actually take, we'll look at things, we'll take that information in and then we'll pattern match it against things that have happened to us in the past, um, you know, the good, bad and the ugly really. And so the reality we create for ourselves uh, isn't real, it's just the way we interpret interpret things and I, I, I'll use that as a, an educational tool uh, for the client. I also will talk to them about the racing thoughts, because very often the way people do their anxiety is they'll end up with racing thoughts. And that's like a train just going on in, in the head. And uh, again, you can that's just um, a behavior and the, the racing thoughts eventually will lead to can lead to racing heart rate and to panic attacks so you need to interrupt that pattern and there are lots of different simple tools and techniques you can educate the client into to just interrupt that pattern i mean one of the simplest ones and i know this sounds simple but simple always works for me is just to to shout in your head or even scream whenever you want just stop it stop it stop it and that will pattern interrupt that train of thought um yeah. And, and get them to and you'll find off they'll go off in a different direction um so I obviously talk talk about breathing as well breathing is one of the best ways you can help people with uh you know 711 breathing but there are a lot of different breathing techniques uh, right across the uh, therapy scope um and they, that's the sort of the line I take like I said it, it everybody's different every client's different so everybody everybody will do their anxiety slightly different Brian i I work with the way they do it if that makes sense
0: absolutely i suppose rob and i know from my work with clients and in my work in, in, in mental health um you know the person has to be aware that you know they're they're having kind of negative thoughts or they you know like they they have to own how they do their anxiety so you're bringing in kind of awareness um, into someone's you know kind of um how, how they do their particular anxiety so not only are you kind of you know kind of shining a light on it with them but like you're empowering them to to show that you know they're the only person really that can change it so you're kind of you know even though you're shining a light on it you're giving them a lot of um you know empowerment to to be able to change how they are
1: yeah exactly no exactly yeah that that's 100% right and yeah the the change comes from them and i always say to my clients you know I'm, I my job is to really to bring out all the skills, the resources and capabilities in you that, you've, you know, I honestly believe you've got to help you to to make that change. And the, the simple tools and techniques, they, they will all help. But you, you, you do need to own it. Um, I think one of for certainly for me as, as, a, as an individual, um, you know, awareness is key. When I used to work in corporate and you find yourself getting wound up over events that might have happened, then, you know, I'd say to myself, who's creating this reality? And, of course, yeah. it's yourself. And is it true? You know, is that reality true? And, of course, it isn't. And as soon as you can get that acceptance, then you can go off down a, a more pleasant route and help help produce that feeling, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. I heard a great quote the other day, Rob. It said, happiness is, it can be difficult to find inside but it's impossible to find outside so it all comes from within like i work with clients on you know building resilience from within and well-being and again that sense of control but it it, it all comes from within doesn't
1: it exactly and yeah. in cognitive hypotherapy yeah it's exactly what you just said we have a thing called uh, uh, external locus control and internal locus control and um, and if you're looking externally to try and control things, you know, I'll be happy when I've got I've got that car. I'll be happy when I've got that house. I'll be happy when I've got that uh, wonderful girlfriend that looks like a page three model. Then, then basically, you know, you'll never be content inside. Your internal loss of control is is all about being at peace and at one, just internally, uh, if that makes sense. There's nothing wrong with wanting them things. There's nothing wrong with wanting it, that brand new car, that fantastic holiday but don't think you know don't think what very often what happens is you'll get them and then uh, you just move on to the next bag of gold if that makes sense
0: Absolutely. And I suppose that's how a lot of, um, you know, like that whole materialistic culture that we're in now is, you know, okay, you'll get the the big screen TV and next thing they're selling you one that's twice the size. So yeah, absolutely. From within is key. So Rob, thank you so much for sharing that with me and just sharing about your amazing toolkit and how you help and mind and serve others. And can you tell me now how you mind you?
1: Yeah, I do, and it's, it's been interesting because I, I always used to find my um, my peace, my solace by teaching exercise and uh, and really just you know lots of different exercise classes. Um, during the lockdown, I found that uh, I, I actually I've really connected with uh, with walking. So I actually walk every day. Um, it might only be for twenty minutes. It could be for half an hour. It could be at six o'clock in the morning. It could be at nine o'clock at night. But without a doubt, I always get out every day and um, spend that time walking. And that just gives me time uh, on my own, just to be at one with yourself, uh, to be at, at one with nature. And that really, really um, helps me and works with, works for me massively, Brian.
0: Okay, so that's a big one for you. I saw some research recently, Rob, it said that a 10-minute walk, it boosts your mood for 90 minutes. Like, that's a serious return, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I th- obviously, you know, we we we've read about these things for for years and years and years. But I mean, the potential of connecting with nature, I think since since lockdown has you know has been thrust upon us. Um, I think people have really seen the benefits of that more than ever.
0: Exactly. And again, you know, just keeping it simple, a walk, and you know, getting outside. You're getting your vitamin D from the sunshine, your fresh air um and your you know your your whole ser- your serotonin is up you're you're taking every box so that's brilliant well rob thank you so much for sharing with me how you mind others and how you mind you and where can people find you
1: yeah i mean uh, obviously i'm online i've got a website uh, www.robdollytherapy.com or i'm on linkedin uh, you can connect with me on linkedin um yeah that's that's uh, that's how people connect right no problem thanks
0: Cool. Okay, well, I'll put a link to that website on this podcast, Rob. And again, thank you so much for sharing with me how you mind others, how you mind you, and best of luck with everything you do in the future.
1: No, it's been a pleasure, Brian, actually. And, uh, yeah, thanks very much for allowing us to do that. And if it helps somebody in any small way, then uh, it's time well spent.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Mind You hope you've learned about the benefits of holistic self-care. Please like, subscribe and follow Mind You Podcast wherever you listen to it and please share it so we can keep the ripple effect of holistic self-care going out to the world. You can find me and Mind You at brianbarneswellbeing.com and remember to Mind You.